0: crowned in his glory podcast ladies welcome 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 Kimberly here with you today, one more time, having a wonderful conversation with you and the Holy Spirit. Um, I'm so thankful that he and you are here today. Thank you for hitting the play button, like button, sharing button, all those buttons that go along with these podcasts and any way that you found us, I'm grateful, maybe today you are joining us for the very first time. Let me just say welcome, welcome, welcome. This is um, just a conversation, an open conversation that I have with you with the help of the Holy Spirit. And my main goal with his help is that whatever I say today would simply cause you to have a conversation with him. Him. Yes, the very creator that created you would like to have fellowship and communion with you. And so if I do anything today, may it be that I um, spark something say something by the help of the Holy Spirit that leads you back into communion and intimacy with him. That's my goal. So praise the Lord. Maybe you are one who um, you've listened to me before you've joined in with conversations that we've had before. I just want to say thank you and welcome back if um, this in any way, um, encourages you, strengthens you, I would just ask you to do me a quick favor. Please share it. Please re- please write a v- review. If the way that you, um, are listening, the, the, um, entity in which you're listening on, if it gives the opportunity for you to give a review, please do that. Um, and be gentle. <laughs> it be gentle. If it's not, um, A review that you um, have nice things to say. No, um, no, really, truthfully, um, anything I can take the good, the bad, and the ugly, but my goal is to really um, get this message out. Please share it. Please um, tell your friends about it. Please um, tell teenage girls about it because my whole purpose in this crowned in his glory um, podcast is to really speak to um, ladies, to remind them of their value, their identity, and their purpose from the very foundation, from their very creator. Um, He created you. He formed you. He fashioned you. He had a plan for you even before You were in your mother's womb. So um, I just want to remind you of that today. Maybe you're listening and you're going, well, I don't feel like he's got any kind of plan for me. And in fact, it looks like um, I could just really, I wouldn't mind just checking out of here right on now. Well, let me just encourage you with strength by the spirit of the Lord today. Don't give up. He has a purpose and he has a plan for you. And it doesn't matter what is going on in your life. Believe me, believe me, believe me. When I tell you, if I told you my story, (laughs) number one, it would take hours upon hours. And number two, you would not believe everything that I've walked through. And um, I am still here standing saying God is faithful and he is the help when there seems to be no other way, no other help. He is the help and he is the help that um, we can rely on, that we can trust. He is so trustworthy and maybe you don't feel like you can trust anyone. Well, I am here today to tell you, you can trust God. He wants good for you. He has a plan for you. He created you. He wanted you. Hello. And he sent his son to bring you back into a place to buy you back so that you could be put back into an original intent of his purpose and his plan from the very beginning. So I just want to encourage you and maybe um, maybe you're you're here today and you're saying, well, okay, I hear what you're saying. But, you know, hello, there's things in my life um, I've gone through a really hard time. Well, let me just explain to you that, um, number one, we can't be surprised about the time in the season in which we live. Um, Scripture can really give us indication about seasons that we will walk through. And um so we can't be necessarily surprised, but I can tell you that there has been an unleashment of things um in and upon this earth um that I mean tell us that the enemy knows his time is short. And so he has unleashed anything and everything he can to Get us discouraged, to give us to give up, to give a give to just anything he can do to discourage us, to make us sick, to make us feel defeated, to make us um, just ultimately say that's it, I'm throwing in the towel. Well, please today, I just want to encourage you: get back up, get back up, get back up, get back up. I'm telling you, get back up, keep going, keep going dust yourself off, dust your your knees off and just keep walking and walk by faith and not by sight. And by faith, that means we choose to put ourselves back in the agape love of Christ because faith works by love. So faith and agape love and the revelation of agape love are so connected because we walk by faith because we know that he loves us. We know that he has good things in store for us and we know somehow, some way he's going to make a way when there seems to be no way. He is the way maker because he loves us and because he wants good for us. Yes, he does. He wants good for us. So I hope I'm encouraging you as much as I'm encouraging me. I'm just hearing this <laughs> as well as you are, even as I'm speaking it. And I just want to to just remind you again, he will make a way where there seems to be no way. I mean, hello. He loves us. And, you know, we have been on a quest on a um I don't know, we've, we've been on this for quite some time, several podcasts, um, in different facets of this, but we have been talking about our very value and, um, I said that I was going to stay on this until I really felt a release by the Holy Spirit to go on to our identity in Christ. And I believe that probably our next podcast, I will walk into that door of um, just really getting into our identity in Christ. But I want to um, just speak one more time, because I felt like um, whenever I came on this podcast and entered this conversation with you today, I felt like the Lord just wanted to put a punctuation mark on your value. And we've talked about this in so many different ways, and we have, we have, you know, um, there's a lot of facets um, that pertain to our value, and. And there is such a revelation that by the Holy Spirit, um, the Lord wants us to have, and He wants us to have it as women. Yes, I said that, as women. And this is nothing against men because we don't compete with them because they are who they are and we are who are who we are and that is the thing that i think has been so distorted so put into um an arena and i may get some flack on this whenever i say this but you know whenever we as women start trying to compete with men we will never be the women that god created us to to be whoa hello kim what are you saying huh my goodness, what does that mean? That means we are to walk in the place and the position that God has called us to walk in. And so when we, yes, hello, when we were born into this earth, hello, hello, and God chose, yes, he did. He was the one. And here again, I may get You know, you can write a review on me, I guess you can. But this is what the Bible says. God created Adam and God created Eve. So when he creates us as female, he is formed and fashioned us with purpose and plans. And the quickest way the enemy can get us off course is to get us to see ourselves unvalued or without value of who he created us to be with every bit of talents with every bit of giftings with every 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 part of us with the color of our hair the scripture says that he even knows how many hairs, the number of hairs are on our head. If he knows us that specifically, don't you know that he knows the position and the giftings and the callings and the place that he's put us in whenever he formed us and he fashioned us and we came into this earth. Hello. Don't get off and out of your position don't allow the enemy to come and take you out of your place don't allow words and and things that have been spoken and said and and even even all of hmm, huh, i know I'm, boy i'm really getting into this <laughs> today don't allow even what the world says about who you are to define who you are, because you'll fail at that every single time. Our identity can only come in Christ. And whenever our identity is in Christ, we fully walk in the value that he has created and formed and fashioned us to have. And if we don't see the position in which we are as women, as valuable And not in competition with anyone else. I'm not in competition with any other person in this world. Why? Because he formed and fashioned of me with my own thumbprint. And that means I can be free to be me. Hello. And you know what? What? He puts me in relationships. He fits me into my family. He fits me into my marriage. He fits me into my parenting position. He fits me into my spiritual parenting position. He 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 fits me into the calling that He's called me to um, be in and walk in, the road that He's called me to walk in. So, I don't have to compete with anyone else. No, no male and even female. See, if we would start looking at each other, at how we can complete one another instead of competing with one another, we would look so differently. The ecclesia, the body of Christ would look so different. Hello. Is anybody hearing me? <laughs> Am I stirring you? Am I stirring you to have the confidence to walk in the position that he's called you to walk in? The creativity. Nobody else can do what you can do because they are not you. Hello? That means if he's given you something, a gifting, if 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 it's... A, I don't know, um, what comes to mind right now is, um, if you're an artist, if you're a vocalist, if you play an instrument, if you, um, if you, if, if you love crafting, if, if you love, um, if you love business, if you, um, love to, to have hospitality, if you love interior design, if you love just nurturing your kids and training your kids and being the best wife and mother on the planet. Hello? God's put those desires in your heart. Some people, um, you know... <laughs> Maybe, maybe you're, you, you can see executive um, things. Maybe you're a numbers person, an accountant, a CPA. Walk in those giftings. Release them. The earth needs them. Release them. The earth needs them. Yes. And every single one of us has a voice. Allow the Holy Spirit to release your voice to who he wants to release your voice to. You know, um, many, many years ago, when we first started pastoring, um, Mark and I, um, when we planted the church um, in Kansas um, in 94 is when we planted it, um, the fall of 94, we knew then that it wasn't something that was going to be just um, him being in ministry, but it was going to be us being in ministry. We we knew that God had God had shown us that when we were dating, and and of course I was he he had just graduated from Bible um, college, and I was in Bible college, and. And we we didn't know all the specifics of how it was going to look, but we knew we were going to be walking together in ministry from that point forward. I mean, we knew it. And so it was never a place of um, I was not involved in that aspect I was, and we both it, it, during seasons, we we were um uh, bivocational and sometimes we had businesses. we we worked in other industries, especially at the beginning. and um it was and and plus, we did full-time ministry. and and so we always worked as a team. I mean, we, we just did. And when we first got married, we were both um, coming out of homes and relationships that we wanted to take the best things from our parents and we wanted to put them into um, our homes and we wanted to discard all of the things that we did not see were the best things. And so we went on a quest and in that process the Lord spoke to us specifically in a in a time and I'm not going to go into that whole story but the Lord spoke to us about us taking our positions of him being right and everything that we did and said came through our hearts of him being right, not even us insisting on our own ways, which I was I'm going to get into first Corinthians thirteen I was, that um we don't insist on on our on our own ways, our own way of being right. no, we we look. love looks at Christ, Jesus through the loving father, our creator, through the Holy Spirit, with his help, we come into a place of him being right. And so not us being right. And so that was our quest very early in our marriage. And that was even before we had kids. And then when we ended up, you know, um, bringing kids into our relationship, our family, the Lord spoke to us that we were to remain the center of our home and that they were coming into our family, but they were not the center of our family. And to um, guard and protect that and allow them in, to our family, but not to be the dominating control center point of the marriage. And without me drawing out what the Lord showed us, because he gave us, you know, a, even a diagram of it, a wheel within the wheel. And, and just, I mean, it was really pretty awesome. So that was in 99 when Sam came into our our family. And so not only did the Lord show us that about the wheel within the wheel, but then he started speaking to us about um, just living. You know, two of us coming together, bringing the things that the Lord had brought each one of us with, completing um, the the family unit and you know, here again, I'm going to get into something, somebody may not like this, but it's okay. It's my perception um, that family does not begin when the first child comes. Family actually begins when a husband and a wife um, become covenant partners. There is a family created. Hello, covenant partnership family is made. And so, why am I getting into all of this? It still goes back to value. So I'm not. I'm not on a rabbit trail. I promise. <laughs> it may seem that way, but I'm not. So, so the Lord spoke to us, and He said to us specifically, when, when the wheel within the wheel becomes and then there's additional wheels that come within so it was kind of a revelation of of making sure that we were walking in a place of completing not competing not competing not competing and competition was something that we never allowed in our home um we didn't um it was like we were we, we didn't allow our kids to come into competition with one another and they weren't in competition with us. And I was not in competition in Mark's eyes um, against my kids or my kids weren't in competition against me. You know, I mean, you see what I'm saying? We didn't allow that because the Lord told us that there was definite. Um, placement and in that placement that we would function and we would there would be such a working there would be such a um almost like ge- gears I mean because that's the picture that he gave us you know gears like a, a, a movement of gears and and that those gears within the gears would it would it would radically radically change the functionality of our lives as as we wanted to grow in the things that we wanted to grow in which was in the understanding the word of God seeing how our family worked um, seeing how his family was a demonstration and should be of our family and so it was it was not shortly after Samuel was born that um, the Lord spoke to us and it was—I'll never forget it because we were up at a tr- our church building, and and um, actually, Mark was in his office. I was in my office. Um, Samuel was playing, and he was still pretty young because he was in a bouncer seat in my office, and we we were up doing something. You know, it, it was nothing for us to be up there, even I, just all the time <laughs> that was our second home and so um I remember Mark walking into the sanctuary and beginning to just pray and I could hear him praying and and the Lord spoke to me and he said your desire for me being right in the functioning of your marriage and family will result in and much fruit and I was like okay I get this okay so I there'll be good fruit you know and then Mark came back into the office area because my office was kind of outside of his office and he he said we must live Based upon the word of God when it comes to our life and our family, because a strong church is made up of strong families. And he actually had had a lunch um, earlier in that week with um, a mentoring pastor that, um, when we first started in ministry, he and his wife um, just took us under their wings. I mean, they loved us. I believe to this day, Mark and I would not be in ministry had they not loved us. And in fact, to this day, she is still on our ministry board. But um, he, he he just he, he'd had lunch with Mark. He'd come to town and he was having work done on on his van and and he was talking about his ministry and the the church that he pastored and that what the lord told him about, you know, strong families and that so stuck with mark that he came back and he began to seek the lord about it. And so when mark came into my office, we both agreed, okay? And, and we had a conversation sitting, he we sat down in a chair in my office there at the church, and we made a decision at that point in time that we were going to do our our best to make it a life quest, a life quest to look at what the Word said and be able to live it if we were going to actually be able to speak it so um, or teach it or, or share it with anybody because we weren't going to speak about something that we couldn't actually say that we we you know lived so when I talk to you about this value you may think I got into a major um, rabbit trail but I believe that was for someone um, and it really wasn't a rabbit trail. It actually is just to make this simple point. And this simple point is when you make it a quest to understand and live in a place of the revelation of the value through your creator that he created you and anything and everything that comes to you comes through him and he created you, he formed you, he fashioned you and anything that you see in the word of God, he wants you to walk in victory and he wants you to know the value that he saw in you when he created you. And when we live in that revelation, when we live from that place, then we live differently. We live differently than the world. We live differently than someone else who doesn't know their value. And, you know, I go back to something that Jesus said on the cross. Some of the very last words he said. Father forgive them for they don't know what they're doing basically because father I believe this is what I believe he he that that whole statement was father forgive them because if they really knew They wouldn't. And so when we really know, we do. Does that make sense? I hope that spoke to someone. When we know, we do. So when you today know that you walk in the very revelation that your creator created you with full plans, With full purpose, with full giftings and callings. Oh, just let them out. I just hear the Spirit of the Lord just say, just let them out. I just want you to release them. Release that. Just release it. There are so many giftings, there's so much that I want to release. There's so much I want to release out of you, but I need you to know your value so that you can release it fully so that it can come with boldness so that it can come with, with power and so that it can come from love, the love that your value is rooted and grounded in. Wow. Thank you, Jesus, for each and every woman. And I know I didn't even get into any of what I was going to. So maybe we won't start our identity until one more week. Maybe I will come back and and work on um, what I was going to share with you. Because here's the thing. When we know our value, it's so easy to give out of a place of fullness, out of a place of non-competition, out of a place of just generosity. Hello. And I love something that I read, um, and, and I think it's worth, um, you know, just mentioning here. You know, generosity comes in many sizes and shapes but it always is looking to give away that which has first been given okay so when when we know our value when we know that he sees us fully and we have that um that revelation and we walk knowing who we are in him And that we don't, we're we're full of value. So it's easy that when we know we're full of value, then we see others full of value. And that, my sister, totally changes how we treat one another, how we treat our spouses, how we treat our kids, how we treat our families. That in and of itself totally changes it because it puts us in a place of just generosity giving because we've already established what we've been given. We don't have to get, 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 get to to establish our value. We don't have to get our value from anyone. We've already received our value from our creator. And when we receive our value from our creator, then we can freely give. We can freely give. We can freely give that generosity of knowing others values and seeing them with his value, with his purpose through his identity. Amen. So here, I want to, I want to just, um, real quick, give me just a few minutes here because I want to, uh, let me find it. Oh, ho, ho. first Corinthians. Hello. 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 First Corinthians. Hello. Oh, my goodness. Where do I start here without going into all of it? Okay. Let's just start with first four. Love is large. And incredibly patient, love is gentle and consistently kind to all. It refuses to be jealous when blessing comes to anyone else. Love does not brag about one's accomplishments nor inflate its own importance. Love does not traffic in shame or disrespect nor selfishly seek its own honor. Love is not easily irritated or quick to act and take offense love joyfully celebrates honesty and finds no delight in what is wrong love is a safe place of shelter for it never stops believing the best from others hello love never takes failure as defeat for it never gives up Love never stops loving. It extends beyond the gift of prophecy, which eventually fades away. It is more enduring than tongues, which will one day fall silent. Love remains long after words of knowledge are forgiven or present knowledge and our prophecies or but partial but when love's perfect perfection arrives the partial will fades away when i was a child i spoke about childish matters. For I saw things like a child and reasoned like a child, but the day came when I matured and set aside my childish ways. I just want to say today, be reminded that you are walking in maturity, you are walking in revelation, you are walking in knowing your value, knowing who you are, knowing that you can freely and generously give away to others and see others as value. See them value, value, value. Everywhere you look, value, value, value. You just look through the lens of value. And you see others. Because you already are rooted and grounded in your value. So you can allow them to walk freely in their value. So there is no more competition. There is no more competing, competing, competing. But there is a completing in the body of Christ so that the world may see, the world may experience the love that the Ecclesia has. So we can walk fully and lovingly in the place so that souls can come into the kingdom and our Creator's family can be enlarged and enlarged and enlarged. So I just want to remind you today, ladies, you're valuable, you are full of value. Because He Himself has placed that value in you. So may the Lord bless you. May He keep you. May He make His face to shine upon you. May He lift up His countenance upon you. That's face to face. And give you peace, total shalom.